Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Football Social Daily. It came a little later than expected, but Frank Lampard has been sacked by Everton Football Club. A wretched run compounded by the weekend's defeat at West Ham means the Toffees are stuck in the bottom three and at serious risk of relegation. So it's thanks, but see you later, Frank. And now the club are looking for their seventh Goodison gaffer since 2016. But who wants the job? With statistics like that, a rift of cavernous proportions between fans and the board and players who have let supporters down time and time again, would anyone be interested in taking over at Everton? Sean Dyche, Wayne Rooney, even Marcelo Bielsa, just some of the names being thrown about. Let's face it though, does anyone have a clue where the Blues go next? The scary thing is, it seems like the club don't know either. Big news in the top flight yesterday, but certainly not unexpected. And joining me on Football Social Daily right now to go through it all, we've got Jim Salveson. All right, Jim. How you doing, Niall? I think it was the weekend that did for him, wasn't it? It seemed to be 50-50 between who was going to get the sack after West Ham Everton. It was either going to be my man, David Moyes, leaving the London Stadium or Frank Lampard getting his marching orders and... I suppose I was going to say thankfully. I'm not sure it is thankfully, but thankfully it was, uh, yeah, the result went West Ham's way and it's Lampard that's gone. Yeah, it was the game that was being dubbed El Sacico, which is uh, <laughs> no, it's always a good laugh. When... You can't just add Ico to the end of everything, can you, though? It doesn't work. It, just, it's got to, it doesn't work for <laughs> all can, the time. Of course, course you can. Of course you can. But it was um, Frank Lampard who ended up paying for the result with his job. That being said, it's something that we've, been talking about happening for the last two or three weeks so do you think he deserved to go all things considered or was he a little bit unfairly treated considering he was just working with what he had I mean it's the same case for any manager isn't it they have to work with what they've got but he has had a spell at Everton where he's been able to spend money and been able to bring in players so he has to take a certain amount of responsibility and you just look at the form that Everton were in and look how they've done this season three wins from 2019 in the table and it's inevitable, I guess, because when you get to this stage in a season, there's very little you can change beyond the manager and you've got to do something. Otherwise, as you said in your intro, 
Everton are going to be facing the drop. I think the slightly unusual part of the relationship that Lampard had with the club was he seemed to have both the backing of the board and the fans. The board liked him. They seemed to have faith in him. The fans were putting all their negativity into the removal of the board rather than the removal of the manager. They certainly don't like the board. And it's why I said on yesterday's podcast, I don't think it was necessarily a slam dunk that he was going to go. But when you're performing the way that Everton are performing, something needs to change. And the only thing that could have been changed was Lampard. And I think that's... So that kind of made it an inevitability. Is it his fault? Yeah, I mean... I, I guess it is. The problem that Everton have is how do they fix the problem? Does bringing a new manager solve the issue they've got? And I don't think it does because the problem that Everton have, again, as we discussed yesterday, is they can't score goals. And if you can't score goals, you're in real trouble. Yeah, goal scoring a major issue for Everton at the moment. And it certainly doesn't look very pleasant if you are a Toffees fan with your club on 15 points and in the relegation zone. But as you mentioned, Everton have tried changing managers. They've tried different options, including the world-class Carlo Ancelotti. They've tried the young upstart in Marco Silva a few years ago. They're now looking for their seventh permanent manager in as many years. We spoke to Mike from the Unholy Trinity podcast, which is an Everton show and part of the Sports Social Podcast Network earlier this month and here's what he had to say about Everton's managerial merry-go-round. We tried different things, we've brought in young up-and-coming managers, you know Marco Silva being one, we brought in uh, you know a, a renowned manager, world beater, uh, a, a legend of the managerial game in Carlo Ancelotti. Um, that hasn't worked, you know there's been so many different types of managers that have come in but the thing is there's no identity at the club, it's just they're bringing managers in and saying oh we'll give that, we'll give that a try, we'll give that a try. They try to act a football model. They go away from that. They then come back to that. It's just, it's just all over the place. And until you have a sound strategy behind, just sort of behind closed doors, off the pitch, it's never going to work on the pitch. It's just too many. Even now, it's still you know a little bit of a, a hybrid squad from from a, a variety of managers over the years, and that's just not good enough. And you know, Frank Lampard, he knew he had a difficult job when he came in. The, you know, the, the, us as the fans. We were one of the major reasons why the club survived last season. Let's get that right. You know, if it wasn't for what we what we were doing, going to the training ground to see the team off to away games, packing out Goodison Road before the matches, and you know, with the with the smoke bombs and you know, the, the the coach welcome and things like that, and making Goodison a horrible place to come and play football for for the opposing side, Everton wouldn't have survived. The thoughts there of Mike from the Unholy Trinity, and he was quite damning there, Jim, in suggesting that his club just simply don't have an identity. They don't really know what they're doing to paraphrase him and Jamie Carragher last night in the Sky Sports studio grew up as an Everton fan of course as a Liverpool legend he called them the worst run club in the country I think I disagree with Mike slightly actually in his assessment of the managers that have come in because I'd argue that Carlo Ancelotti did work for Everton and I think he was Mashiri's kind of Hollywood signing he was the guy that Mashiri was going this is a statement. This is what I want to do with the football club. And they were fairly unluckily that um, it was Real Madrid, wasn't it? That came in for Ancelotti and took him away. But he's the only manager from the last however many years that's managed a win rate of anything approaching 40%. So I'd say Ancelotti kind of did work. And Everton fans are probably be cursing their luck a little bit with the fact that he's now gone. Do Everton have a plan? Are they badly run? I think it's difficult to argue otherwise. And I think Marco Silva's the perfect example of that. Because you look at Marco Silva and what he did before he came to Everton and what he's done since, how well he's doing with Fulham at the moment. You have to go, well, there he is. He's performing well. He's 
doing his job to the best of his ability. What was the problem when he was at Everton? Why was there an inability for him to perform under the conditions that he had in Liverpool? And that has to come down to the ownership and the way the football club is run. And I think the other thing, finger you can point at Mashiri and co is probably the removal of Richarlison. I mean, Mike playing up his part there, saying that it was the smoke bombs and the fans cheering that stuck him up last season or kept him up. I'd argue it was probably Richarlison that kept him up and the goals he scored. And yet they sold him for 60 million quid in the summer and failed to replace him. I doubt very much that was anything to do with Frank Lampard. That was a board decision. That was a financial decision. It was probably one eye on the £760 million redevelopment costs of the stadium they've got to pay for and went, well, there's £60 million in our back pocket. We'll, we'll have that one. Probably Richarlison wanted to leave as well. But that's the sign of a badly run football club. When you lose the player that has kept you up the season before, don't replace him and expect to still stay in the league. I think as well, we keep talking about it, but the turnover of managers, I think, screams unsustainability. I just don't think you can run a club like that. Chelsea have managed to do it to an extent over the years with varying degrees of success, but a change in leadership and ownership of Chelsea has seen them plummet to 10th in the Premier League table. Watford is a prime example. They can't stay in the Premier League and Mm. they seem to change managers once every 10 to 12 months. It's a remarkable turnover there. It just doesn't seem to work. It's slightly different with Watford though, isn't it? Because Watford kind of, that is their strategy to a certain extent. They want to change managers and they don't seem that bothered about Premier League status as a football But again, it goes back to what Mike was saying, Jim, wasn't it? You know, you can keep changing Watford's manager, keep changing head coach, but if you don't have a strategy, Mm or a blueprint behind the scenes in place. It just simply isn't going to work. And that's how Mike felt as well when it comes to the future of Frank Lampard. He thinks that Lampard was merely doing the best he could with his squad and that he wasn't to blame. Take a listen to this. He's just another fall guy, basically, for for issues behind the scenes, should we say. And it's it's a lot deeper, I think. You know, people outside of the club who who don't follow things maybe as closely as, as we do, don't know a lot of what's gone on, what's going on, um, and what the lay of the land is. And, you know, Frank Lampard came in, uh, as we all know, similar time last year. Uh, he's been there for, for less than 12 months. And, uh, you know, we got out of trouble late on uh, in the previous season. And, and we're finding ourselves back in a, in a similar situation, as much as, you know, we're not, not you know, halfway through a season. Um, but we're finding ourselves in a similar situation. And, you know, as we were just saying off off air before, the, the chances are that, that Frank Lampard will, will lose his job on the back of you know where, where we currently are. And that's exactly what's happened. Frank Lampard has been sacked. Mike described him as a fool guy. Is that a fair assessment? It, it's just an impossible job, I think, at the moment for whoever goes into Everton. Because you look at the appointments and like I say, Ancelotti's probably the only success they've had from those six bosses over the last five years. That's the only one you'd say he'd really done a good job. The others have failed and you have to ask why managers who have had previous success like Marcus Silva, Ronald Koeman. I mean, Benitez is a slightly different scenario because I don't think that was ever going to work for Everton. Martinez as well. They've all done well previously. It's why they've been appointed Everton manager and then they failed to deliver. But at the same time, Frank Lampard's a manager that I don't think he's ever done anything to convince me that he is a proven top flight manager. He did all right at Derby. He finished sixth, I think, with them in the championship with a team that should have finished in the automatic promotion places. Then you look at what he did at Chelsea and he had that brilliant spell when he first came into Chelsea when they were under financial pressure and they couldn't bring players in and he started playing kids and there was a real feel-good factor around Chelsea and everyone seemed to start liking them again. But then that kind of dissipated and it all went to 
bits in, at Chelsea as well. Almost when he had more ability to influence the team and he could bring in transfers. So I think for Lampard, the jury's still very much out on him. And do, if, do you think he manages again in the Premier League? Do you think he gets another Premier League job? Because I would hazard a guess as to say, no, he probably won't. I think I can see a promoted team taking a chance on him. But then you've got to rely on the promoted team getting rid of the current manager. And when a promoted team gets rid of the manager that brought them up, it's kind of crisis time. And that's when the old heads come in. So there's a very particular set of circumstances that involved a promoted team coming up, a manager being poached, and then wanting someone coming in with fresh ideas. So I can see him potentially getting a Premier League job in that scenario. But I think it's more likely that he drops back to the championship. But for Lampard, he needs to find that boss that was in that golden era of Chelsea, that positive mentality, the guy who kind of brings a feel-good factor back to a squad. He needs to recapture that if he's going to be successful, I think, because he's certainly lost that Everton. You called it the impossible job, but they're going to need to find someone to do it, Jim, because at the moment they're managerless after Frank Lampard was dismissed yesterday. Some of the names that have been linked include Sean Dyche, Marcelo Bielsa, Wayne Rooney, Thomas Frank, even the current Brentford manager. Interestingly enough, one newspaper, as we reported on yesterday's episode, suggested that Sean Dyche is not under consideration. But the big name that seems to have come through as the favourite to take on the role is Marcelo Bielsa. Now, the one issue that Marcelo Bielsa had when he was Leeds manager is the amount of goals that Leeds United conceded. However, he did get them scoring up the other end. And that's the biggest issue for Everton is their lack of ability to score goals. I do feel like bringing in Marcelo Bielsa as successful as he was at Leeds United is quite a significant risk. But again, it's that question of who wants to go into Everton? They've got very slim pickings at the moment with the way things are going for them. I don't think Marcelo Bielsa would consider the Everton job as it stands in the current position that the club find themselves in and it being midway for a season. Traditionally, he likes to join clubs in closed seasons because we know he has a particular approach. He likes to run his players hard in training. It takes them a long time to get up to speed. So I think if Marcelo Bielsa is going to come into Everton, it will be at the end of the season with maybe Ferguson coming in as a caretaker manager between now and the end of the season which might not be a bad thing but it's almost as if Everton are admitting defeat in that scenario because you can see Marcelo Bielsa replicating what he did at Leeds and bringing them back up with a different style of football but I I, I can't see him coming in now. Just confirming you mean Duncan Ferguson and not a star-studded return from retirement for Sir Alex that would really be a wild (laughs) way to solve the issues at Goodison Park at the moment. What about Wayne Rooney? It just smacks for me of when Newcastle tried to stave off relegation by bringing in their all-time legend Alan Shearer for the last six months of the season and it just did not work. Thomas Frank, why would he give up Brentford to go to Everton? Exactly. It just feels like that they are really scraping the barrel in terms of who's going to be around to do the job. I can see the positives of bringing Wayne Rooney and I think you're right on Thomas Frank. Why would he drop down the league? significant like nine places or something like that to potentially drop into the championship when he's doing such a good job and they're a bigger club I mean of course they're bigger than than Brentford but what he's built at Brentford it would be would be strange for him to give that up yeah I don't think Thomas Frank would look at that I think Wayne Rooney would be an interesting choice but uh, Everton in a position to be able to take that level of risk with a manager that similar to Lampard is pretty much unproven in certainly in the Premier League he did again good job with Derby County he's done well in the MLS but I don't think Everton is the right job for him now at this particular moment. The one positive I can see for Wayne Rooney is he could be kind of a uniting character for the club because 
He's well regarded at Everton. You can see the board bringing him in and that kind of lifting the fan base. The players will respect him for what he's done on the football pitch. So there could be that element to it, but it feels like a real roll of the dice. Yeah, certainly does. It gives me sort of Steven Gerrard vibes when he went into Aston Villa. Yeah. Everyone respected him, picked themselves up, but it ran out of steam very, very quickly. Anyway, what happens next at Everton? What we do know is that Frank Lampard has lost his job. He's the latest Premier League manager to get the axe. And of course, we'll discuss all of the latest when it comes to Everton and their search for a new boss on Football Social Daily right throughout the course of the week. So make sure you hit subscribe and that way you will not miss an episode of the show. Again, including tomorrow where we'll be speaking to Brian McClare. Manchester United legend part two of our long form interview with him so you won't want to miss that and also if you are an Everton supporter and you want to get more podcast fix from your team even though it is pretty depressing right now you can check out the Unholy Trinity and Everton podcast and of course the Blue Room as well both part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Jim great to catch up with you mate we'll catch you again later on in the week but that is it from us here at FSD we'll speak to you next time. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.